Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm very well. Sarah, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Um, we, we're going to start things out with um, a thank you to our artist, Lindsay, as we got some updated artwork for the podcast. Yep, we did. Yeah, she was very kind to offer to... to Help us dust some things off. And and also it's good because it's a standby message and and we are taking a hiatus um, for the next week. So our next podcast recording will be on April 12th. Yep. Yep. So, yep. So our hiatus coincides with, a, with at least Batwoman and, and even Black Lightning, uh, is, I think, also returns um, the 11th and 12th, respectively. So. Nice. We yeah. planned that. We did. We did. We did it completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Um, and and I I mean at this rate, we're we're gonna have two episodes of Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier to cover, and they'll probably be really dense considering at the r- speed that that show is going through their storylines. Yeah. Um, but for, before we get into that, we do have some headlines. Star Wars news. Haven't talked them in a while. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi show starts production next month, and they have added ten cast members, including Joel Edger- Edgerton, who's returning as Uncle Owen, and Hayden Christensen as Anakin and Darth Vader, and Kumal Nijani. Yep. Mm-hmm. That man suddenly is popping up in all of these franchises. He really is, because I know, obviously, we'll see him later in this year, hopefully, in the Eternals. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, he's everywhere. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's he, he must have had a really good business dinner with some Disney exec, who, and he's just like, I want to be in all of your top franchises. Make it happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. I mean, heck, I mean, even like, uh, yeah, you know, with uh, with the news of, of Star Wars, yeah, it's exciting that with this particular, with the Obi-Wan project, because it's been something that, you know, prior to Solo, that they probably would have made this a feature film. But, mm-hmm. uh, and, and of course, now it is going to be on Disney Plus. And we got, uh, you know, we did get the news about Hayden uh, Christensen uh, during the Disney Investor meeting but uh, but the other cast they dropped like eight other or nine other people today uh and um and of course the series i guess is going to be set 10 years after um revenge of the sith so we'll have a lot of tattooing action here given especially that uh edgerton is going to be playing uncle owen Umperu is going to be in it and a host of other um i'm sure Familiar faces and names, probably you know, given the, the way that uh, Mandalorian has really just has uh, carried forward some of the characters from like the Clone Wars and other things. So, we'll, I'm sure they'll probably do that in, in this series as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I know that it got announced this week that Comic Con is setting their big return for Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Fascinating concept, might I add. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I like theorizing as someone. I was like, well, maybe they figure this is an easy way to maybe help to foster some social distancing since a lot of people will be with their families, and you know, only the true diehards will be the ones that'll that'll show up. But I, from what I gather, uh, yeah, there's still more details to be worked out. But I'm I'm sure they'll 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 still have some. Reasonable limits and stuff. I just feel bad for the celebrities who have to end up making guest appearances during yeah. that weekend. Yeah, yeah, so. it'll, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I, 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 I joked on the rundown uh, how uh, it's good that they're going to be doing it in person because I actually completely forgot that WonderCon was this past weekend, which is a sister event that's run by the Comic Con International. Oh well. I don't know. I, I I think I don't think they're gonna be able to figure out something that'll top fandom, yeah. like the initial day of fandom, which was just a brilliant concept and executed very well. And I still remember mm-hmm. that 
can just mean surprise. But my point was that around Comic-Con weekend, there's always this battle of like, okay, who won Comic-Con, DC or Disney? And I feel like at this point, ever since Snyder's cut drop, it's yeah. been DC's like, oh, we're, we've released the highly anticipated um, movie. I'm not going to say sequel. <laughs> <laughs> remake whatever you want to call the, it the, the official cut <laughs> <laughs> the official cut and so we're going to keep ourselves in the headlines by by reminding you that there's more to come and we are still in the business of making movies um to parallel just disney finding this wave of constantly being in the pop culture zeitgeist with mm-hmm. their shows that they're dropping yeah 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah, you had a good year, DC, to come up with these shows too. <laughs> yeah, you did, you did, and well, and and I think I think with HBO Max and 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 the Snyder Cut, I mean, I think it 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 did do what it was supposed to do. I think really, even though at the end of the day, I know first it, it still didn't do quite as well as Wonder Woman eighty four did, as far as I think initial numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, and, and maybe it's just because you and I are just in the bubble of people who talk about this stuff and, and, and we monitor these things versus, you know, other folks. Cause I was talking to some folks over the weekend and and I was like, you know, what do you think about the, the Snyder cut and blah, blah. And they were like, the what, <laughs> but, uh, but at least, but I think in the, in the fandom and in the gym and, and people who really get into these kinds of stuff, um, I think it, Definitely will draw people to HBO Max to give DC because DC is developing shows and content for that that platform, and so uh, you know, so I think we'll, we'll, you know I think we, we we will get that. And of course, speaking of DC, we we also you know, we had quite a bit of three things as far as upcoming projects um, over the last last few days. So, yeah, yeah. So they they managed to hear me, and they replaced Billy Crudup um, with Ron Livingston in the Flash movie. My only problem is Ron Livingston. For some reason, he always comes out very comes off very awkward to me. Yeah, um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm a fan of a million li- little things, and he's the dead character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> really jarring for me to be yeah. like. Well, for me, it's like for me for Ron Livingston. I always, obviously, you know, good go good go office space, and and, yeah. and and also swingers. As yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Bad company. Um, yeah. yeah. The movie that I still don't really understand if it is being made or if it's not still in pre-production. Black Adam um, has announced the release date of July 29th. 2022. Now, if we've learned anything about release dates, mm. they're flexible. <laughs> yeah, they're very flexible. But at least we actually have a date. <laughs> we have something to look. We have a temporary to. date yeah. that has been announced. Who knows if it'll get pushed back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Pierce Brosnan has joined the cast as Doctor Fate. Yep. And. Um, so the movie, as Will likes to explain to me and remind me every day, is getting made despite my belief that it's not. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's finally happening. I, I think w- for me, when I saw, I actually I was pretty excited about uh, Pierce Brosnan being cast as, as Dr. Fate. Uh, I mean, basically, he's a JSA character, um, and, and he's sort of like the, I guess, the, you know, the, this is the Doctor Strange of the DC universe, being the special Wizard Supreme type character. So, uh, you know, he, he, he of course, in, he all had a pretty pivotal role in the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths in the comic book in the Silver Age as well. So, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that, um, especially given uh, Black Adam is kind of a looks like he's going to be more of an antihero in in this story anyway. So. This I'm I'm getting excited about this film it, since it actually may be getting made now. <laughs> um, a movie that we do know has been made, and they are coming out with the trailers. Granted, we have been fooled in the past. Well, 
I don't think you and I were because we never actually saw the original. Right. But Suicide Squad has dropped their second trailer, and we should just rename it now to um, John Cena and Idris Elba um, Comedy Hour. I mean, yeah. they're, they they are the buddy cop DC. <laughs> like, that's what they're <laughs> selling us on. it's it's not like the original one where they just went all in on harley quinn and i mean she does appear in this of course but at the same time the the i was not expecting the comedic chemistry between idris and john cena i wasn't expecting that either i I really wasn't and i just yeah i mean whenever they were you know, when they're on the bus and they're like, you know, you've got the toilet on your head. <laughs> and, yep. and, and Asina is like, if you know, when they're walking through the jungle and and uh, the whole dick line as far as like, if you lay out, you know, if, if you know, serve my country, I'll eat all these dicks. And I'll just like, I was just roll. When I, when I first saw the trailer, I was just rolling on the floor. Uh, and of course, I got the glimpse of Polka Dot Man. And whenever we saw the trailer uh, during uh, DC fandom, we that was one person that we definitely like, you know, really latched to early on. So, uh, and of course, King Shark. Uh, uh, you know, it, I, I know you haven't watched the uh, Harley Quinn show on that was on DC uh, Universe, and and now it's on HBO Max. But check it out sometime because you'll you'll get a you'll you'll appreciate King Shark more. I think when you watch this film, especially if, given that they're kind of playing on the same kind of themes it seems that a character was like in the, in that cartoon you know you're not the only one to say that i've heard that in a lot of reviews about the mm-hmm. harley quinn and show as well as anticipation for seeing king shark on the big screen yes yeah. so well whatever screen you're watching movies on these days yeah, true so, yeah <laughs> but um I just, for some reason, I keep forgetting. <laughs> well, it's on HBO Max now. At one point, I told myself, yeah, I'm going to watch Harley Quinn. And you know what? Zack Snyder dropped a four-hour saga that I was supposed to watch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I overdosed on DC last weekend. And considering yeah. how I'm still listening to podcasts cover that saga, I'm still overdosing. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we, we, it's, you just confirming what we all know, Sarah. You, you you secretly love this film, but you'll never you'll never admit it. <laughs> I I'm just a sucker for reactions to things. I always find how people respond to different things, especially if I've seen it. And so I've already formed my own opinion, but I see how others, um, because they also make me smarter. So. Okay. <laughs> Each their own. Um, moving on from one. DC, buddy cop, drama, action, whatever you want to call it. Um, we have, we're currently in the, just starting a, the MCU buddy cop drama with Falcon and Winter Soldier. And see, last weekend, I don't think I mentioned this. The only thing that was missing was actually the chemistry mm-hmm. between Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. Because we didn't get them together on screen I don't think a single moment in that first episode. We didn't. So the fact that within five minutes we got them and it was just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, this was everybody, as soon as you saw Civil War, it was like, okay, when are we going to get the buddy cop movie between these two? They're great. Yep. And, and we finally got it. And, and I, I like how the first episode, we, we, we went very in-depth last week and um, had a lot of character, independent structuring of these characters and of their independent journeys. This episode is like peanut butter jelly time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we wanted. We, they, it, was like a, it was like a magic trick where they... They made us forget what we wanted, and then they gave us what we wanted, and we're like, that, right? <laughs> yep, yeah, that is so true. That is so true. But, and I, you know, I, but I'm glad they structured this structured it yes. this way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I, you know, speaking of, of uh, hearing other commentary and stuff, I know some, I've seen some commentary out there about, uh, you know, some folks were, like, you know, maybe they should have just gone straight to episode two and not have episode one. But 
you really need episode one to, as you as you noted, to really set them up as far as in the, as far as these individuals, because again, with these DC plus DC Disney plus shows, mm-hmm. we are you know this is really the opportunity to flesh out the phase two and three characters. Yep. That that I mean, obviously Bucky was a phase one. But um, but even then, I mean, we really didn't really learn. You know, he was a back supporting character in First Avenger. We, his real story really was when we saw him as Winter Soldier. Right, and as, you're not allowed to call him Bucky, by the way. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's right. I'm not. I'm not Steve. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Steve, you just so. haven't known him long enough. Right? I haven't known him long enough to call him Bucky, even though he's only been around only what only of 106 years. But yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. No, wait. You're you're so right. And us viewers never learn our lessons because we we had the same discussion about WandaVision. Mm-hmm. First few episodes really so I remember somebody distinctly hating it, but mm-hmm. we won't talk about that too much. Okay. Um, <laughs> but looking back, you're not going to have the emotional payoff right without living in that world and then and also not the emotional but like the dramatic irony in this episode specifically. If we were not to have the first episode, the couples therapy session oh gosh yeah and and i'm gonna hold off on talking about the lovely comedy and just talk about the emotional beats Mm -hmm. when it comes back to the shield and what happened and the choices that these two characters made Mm -hmm. and how sam stands by his decision to get up the field shield and we understand that from the first episode about why he did yeah we also understand from Bucky's perspective, especially after he delivers the line, that by you giving that up, it makes me think that Steve has been wrong about me because he's still in that in that PTSD Hydra mind where he's not sure he's even worthy probably of being an Avenger or considered Avenger because of everything that he's done wrong mm-hmm. from a of his lifetime um and and the one person who knew him before that has been taken away from him so now to have the shield also in a way taken away from him is kind of or given away like that um makes him continue down this cycle of self-destruction or so i just i don't think we would have that no, you're right. Without the first episode, you're you're so yeah, you're so right, and and I'm glad you talked about the the emotional beats in that scene because uh, it really really having but when when Barnes like says, "Hey, I you know questions himself, questions Steve, and basically." his his self-worth and, and you know and i guess the, the constant self-doubt as, as you noted that he has about uh this and 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 the pairing that that um sam has with with steve and their relationship and then also um really getting into you know, whenever sam talked about the shield that feels like it belongs to someone else mm-hmm and 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 really get into you know i I don't know if i don't know if it's like imposter syndrome that sam was feeling yeah um but also it was also and and this episode really doubles down on how how america treats its treats its heroes yes and really shows a, a mirror as far as like you know, Bucky only Bucky only sees you know he sees Sam as Sam. He doesn't. I don't. I don't know. He and, and he and he just sees the relationship there with with as you said with the Shield and with Steve and you know that's that's the universe he's looking at. Sam is looking is is looking at it in a whole other level. And then I think Bucky realizes that that racial component whenever he takes him to see Isaiah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Bradley. And I think he, you know, he, he picks up on that concept, but I think, you know, that's part of what Sam is feeling as far as why he doesn't uh, fully feel like the shield is his or, or, and he's, it feels like he's at, at war with himself because he is dealing with, you know, he, he he's dealing with, you know, we, in the first episode, you know, again, why it was so important to have that episode and the, the individual stories when he was at the bank and trying to get a loan and thinking that, Hey, I'm an Avenger. And then he gets treated the way that he does until, and then the guy has the gall asking for like a selfie <laughs> after he like, Right. that way and then of course we and then uh, you know whenever they, they do go to baltimore and we see the little kid say hey it's black falcon right and he's like no it's just falcon no my dad says you're black falcon no it's just falcon and, and when i saw when I, when I was watching episode it reminded me of a conversation you and i had offline from whenever we were doing show prep or something and and uh how it's always like woman director or yeah and, and or black this you know yep. the blank and i just love the way sam like dealt with that with the kid is just like no i i am this falcon you know right. you don't need to like you know qualify it with this with this you know with with black on it and and you know and it's I, i'm so glad they like brought that into this show and i you know and it really does show you know getting off out of universe for a little bit but it's with just when you have diversity and and different perspectives of people telling the story and i think that's also came across in black panther with ryan coogler and now with with malcolm spellman who's a black showrunner and has a you know predominant a, a, a diverse writer's room you're, you're seeing those kind of things sprinkled into these stories and and i couldn't also help but think about Watchmen too with right. uh with how um Lou Gossett Jr.'s character, how you know he also had to like hide himself as far as not showing who 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 he really was, and I saw that with Isaiah Bradley, and how America, if they knew that they're here, their the actual first Captain America actually wasn't Steve Rogers, but was was Isaiah Bradley, <laughs> at least in the comic book that was the case. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they made it that clear in the MCU. Um, but how how things would may would have been different, and and again how we treat our heroes differently, and then then of course uh, they you know they lock him away uh, for not clear what the reason is in the MCU at least in the comic it was because he allegedly stole Cap's uniform, but right. uh, but um, you know I just really felt you know getting to our conversation as we started off about why the first episode was so important to set these two characters up and and getting it to that couples therapy session where the motivations for you know bucky wanting to uh you know where he's his self validation is like tied into that shield and sam's is like tied in something else not necessarily the shield but he's not sure we don't we at this point are not sure what it is well it's all about identity yeah and what i really liked about this episode is to add a character who we all knew was coming, John Walker. Mm-hmm. We all kind of knew he was going to be presented as the, the new Cap. Yep. He also has a bit of an imposter syndrome going on. Yeah. He also is, is an army vet or someone who, who probably is, very, is more present day and, and this character, he's been a captain before. It shouldn't yeah. be so different than, than now. Um, I still think it's kind of weird, though, how they chose somebody without any powers. Um, I don't understand that at all. Not to say that Sam does have powers, but he, he had a red wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to do that. Sorry, um, sorry, Rich. Sorry. I'm so sorry about red wing. <laughs> Even though Bucky was like, he's yeah. like, damn it, I missed my chance. <laughs> but I, I, I also just like the very subtle introduction of John Walker in in that room. The anxiety, the the suit. Um, I also for I don't know what it was, but they did another magic trip where I got so engaged with just seeing seeing Bucky and Sam 
being buddy cop doing their Avenger thing and then kind of getting their butts kicked. Yeah. Only for John to show up. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just, (laughs) if anyone can bring these two together, it'll always be Cap. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) John Walker has a different approach to bringing them together, but (laughs) he can't even get my enemy. Um, so I, I think you're, you're spot on with this whole idea of how all of the, the, these, these three characters, um, are all suffering from their own identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're going and they're having very different reactions to the shield and who has the shield and the choices being made about the mantle and, and more importantly, Steve Rogers legacy. Yeah. Um, and then to add on a layer of complexity because the MCU doesn't like anything simple. No. They 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 introduce Isaiah Bradley and they talk about another a different angle on that legacy that we mm-hmm. haven't seen before, which brings me to my next point. We were talking about WandaVision and mm-hmm. all of the retcon that they ended up doing towards the end. They're doing that with with this show too. Yeah. They're they're doing it very slowly. I mean, we got a lot of retcon at the end of WandaVision, but again, just when you think you understand these characters because you've seen them in probably five, six movies, doesn't mean you've really sat down and explored all of the nuances. And I think that's what's so fascinating about these MCU shows is that they're able to take these characters and really expand upon their characters and the MCU as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And they really, I mean, they really touch on the original sin of the MCU as far as, you know, with, with the racism and, and, and how, you know, as I mentioned before, how we treat our heroes. And the thing, the other thing that really was a, was something that the, the moment the episode started out to for me was seeing the when John Walker was introduced at, at his hometown uh, stadium on Good Morning America and, and, and watching the the drum line. Yeah. Uh, and of course, of course, they were playing Star Spangled Man, of course, which you know again the parallels between Steve and and and, and John Walker. But instead of it being the you know war bonds USO type show with Steve at World War II, now we're you know we're we get, you know we have a predominantly black marching band, and then and then fast forward and it really drove home the point whenever we were introduced to Isaiah Bradley later in the episode and just the the real just just position of the of the two how these individuals are being treated. I mean, yes, John Walker, you know, he's like, he's, he's, he's had three medal of honors and he, he figured out how to do the, you know, I thought another little, a little funny aside was whenever he and, and, and Bucky were having a back and forth about, you know, throwing yourself on a grenade. So, yeah. you know, he's almost, he's almost, you know, it's one of those things where this guy is like too, they're, they're setting him up to be like too perfect. Well, I, see, and then, I, view him as perfect though i found performance that russell wyatt is giving to be to be very very stiff just like steve was originally steve Mm. is always viewed as a very stiff character who who always has an explanation for things and always does the right thing and and i think there's 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 a few cracks where it's kind of just like okay you're yeah just admit it you are not steve rogers you never will be steve rogers so what are you doing yeah why are you here yeah yeah well when i say too perfect i mean as far as just like the, the polished image but then you're but you are right i mean we are we do see those cracks and one, one of the arrogance of walker mm-hmm. uh especially as far as how especially you know, how he he treats sam and and, and bucky uh, whenever he, whenever he and uh, Battlestar rescues them, um, 
but uh but also but later in the episode too when uh he he bails bucky out uh, yeah. when bucky misses his court appointed uh session uh to, to basically go to, to go to munich to help 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 sam so um yeah so you know so it's one of those things you, you we already see like you know, to your point, the imposter syndrome, the and him trying to, and also everyone trying to live up to the legacy of Steve Rogers. Uh, but uh, you know, I think we will, as things progress. I don't know. If, I don't know if he will. You know, he'll. You know, he'll eventually become a U.S. agent like he did in the comics. I'm sure. Uh, obviously, the MCU always takes their own little spin on things because, of course, whenever this character was first introduced, he was, you know, he was like super patriot. So he was, you know, he was he was introduced to, to because Steve wasn't seen as, you know, as patriotic enough and stuff. And, and that's why they introduced this character in, in the comics. So. Uh, so, we'll, you know, it'll it, I, you know, it'll be, I, you know, I think they will take that kind of path with 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 walker and sam in this particular in this in this series where sam grows into realizing that you know this this walker dude is just he is the antithesis of, of steve and and if if we want to carry steve's legacy on properly i've got to take up the shield yeah yeah and and i mean he should be given the shield because he knows what the difference between a sorcerer and a wizard is and, and we're all in, you know, what are we fighting this week? An android and alien? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And shout out. I mean, I feel like sometimes people really are listening to our podcast because they even name dropped White Wolf. Yeah. And and they alluded to a story of why Bucky is not in Wakanda. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a story there. There was there some times that we missed out on. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, while they're doing all of this, these writers are still like, oh, oh, don't get too distracted because we have this a whole flag smasher, not a cool name. But did we tell you that these are all super soldiers? No. Okay, well, they are. And did we tell you that they are? They have a really ambiguous um, motivation. Mm-hmm. They're... Because it goes, there was a line in the first episode where they talked about some people think that the world was better during the blip. Mm-hmm. Why would why would you think that? Oh well, I mean, half of the population got blipped out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it got removed, and suddenly there's enough resources, and so now these flag smashers are stealing resources to give back to those who are in need of it because now that all of these people are back. We're still without enough resources to support that population. And, and I like that. And I like how they're, um, they set it up at the end of the episode that the, this group is also being chased by someone, mm-hmm. probably the person who, who they stole the super soldier serum from. Probably. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is the United States government. United States government, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Which we know the government can always be trusted with secrets, and they they never turn around and say "Hail Hydra." Nope. No. Nope. Never have happened. Never's been in- infiltrated. Which, speaking about Hydra, the tease of Zemo. Mm. So beautiful. <laughs> it was. Oh. Perfect, perfect ending to an episode of just like, <laughs> we're just getting started. We are just <laughs> getting started. No, I'm having a great time with this this show so far. Um, it, it constantly surpasses my expectations. Yeah. I agree. Same here. Same here. I mean, I, I know it right out of the gate, I really have just been on board i mean i think it has the the right amount i think it's the right mixture of character development right mix of action we're not unlike wandavision where everybody was just getting so wrapped around the axle and theory spiraling about what's this what's this mean and what that mean and what's to come and blah 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 i think this time around folks are just sort of letting the story just roll out and and just and, and riding with it and just 
going for the ride that they're taking us on. And I think at the end of the day, just like with, I think with this one, hopefully we'll even be more, more satisfied with the finale. Whereas I know some folks with, at least with WandaVision, some people, yeah, I like the finale, but you know, it, 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 uh, you know, some folks didn't feel like completely stuck at landing. Whereas this one, I think actually might. Yeah. I, I think, well, I'm not going to jinx them. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. It's only two episodes, but so far they're, they are really making good choices. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now going back to, uh, DC and Batwoman, it's very surprising. I actually feel like I finally got a solid Batwoman episode. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the Alice stuff, very forgettable, but the, the freaking black mask stuff. Okay. The the scene where they're on the conveyor belt or whatever, and Ryan's looking over at this at this other guy, and and I'm just like, whoa, what is happening here? This looks like something out of the '60s. Like this yeah. is really disturbing. And then they said, no, 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 it's not like the '60s because this show is about to become a bit PG-13 borderline raw because we're going to we're going to saw this man in half and you're going to see the blood and I'm like okay so batwoman is not for children got no. it roger yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as black mask is around not a villain that you want your kids watching on TV <laughs> no definitely not definitely not Jeez. yeah what what about you? What are your overall thoughts on this week's episode of Batwoman? Yeah, so I, you know, I didn't want to spoil it for you, but I, I did. I did send you a message out this this morning. I was like, yeah, our our, our faith in the writers it, it was 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 definitely uh, they they rewarded our faith because this that you, you're right. I, it's the this is the first episode in many weeks where, whenever we first started talking about this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I felt like I, I was like, oh yeah, I can't wait to talk to talk with you about this episode tonight because you're right. It's uh, it, and it 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 served the the purpose of a solid mid season finale. One, yeah. and it, to, to, for one, like you said, I mean, we you know we've we've he- we've heard the name Black Mask being dropped th- throughout the show, uh, and, and in particular this season. But when they introduce him, and as you said, very graphically <laughs> introduce him to to this show, it's just like, okay, all right, Alice, yeah, you're you're a badass. We we're gonna badass you plus one because you know he and the motivations that he has in wanting to to kill Batwoman are very very clear. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's not wrapped up in the in the canes, crows, you know, all that drama. So it's just pure, just like you, you know, heart, you know, it was, you know, we didn't save my daughter kind of deal. And now it's I am just going to I'm gonna gonna saw you in half. So um and 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 then also utilizing Angelique, uh that was another thing too. Whenever uh, with the uh, the false face society, once you're in, I mean, basically, you're, there's only once you're in, you're in. There's only one way out, and the way he like uh, when captured when he captured Angelique and basically uh, laid out the, the terms for her her exit as a way to get her to not um, confess to what actually happened when they, when the police commissioner was killed, right. was assassinated. That was another chilling moment where I was just like, this, this dude's not playing. Right. I mean, it, they, they really took the gang element, which we, this isn't the first gang we've seen play on the show because mm-hmm. it was, it, Alice was Alice and the Wonderland gang. 
Right. So I found, I found it interesting how they're like <laughs> Black Mask and the Faceless game. And I'm like, okay, yeah. how many games yeah. are there in this city? And why do they come just when another one has been removed? But whatever. Yeah. And they all have the initials FFS. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. That was, that was a nice play on, on, work, on that initial there. <laughs> I, I think... Um, I, I don't, I think why Black Mask works so well in this episode is because they really made it a point to, we, we've seen throughout these last few episodes with Ryan, we've seen how she really despises the crows mm-hmm. with good reason. Yeah. And in this episode, we were not only, that was not only, only pushed forward, but the GCPD, mm-hmm. like, which is a reminder, yeah, this city still has its own police department that is corrupt, filled yep. with a bunch of racism, a lot of issues. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have Black Mask, who, yes, is sadistic, horrible guy, scum of the earth. But he's also looking at Batwoman, GCPD, Crows, and like, you're all the same, too. Yep. Aren't we all doing the same here? I mean, Batwoman, you and I are both doing the same thing. We're wearing a mask. We are we are trying to protect those that the Crows and the GCPD are unable to protect or uh, unable to want to do. Like, mm-hmm. there is no justice in this city. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, I thought yeah. was so brilliant to do. Yeah. And we, we did talk about this before, how the the issue is Alice is not Ryan's villain. Right. And and they made it very good. They did a very good job in this episode to say, no, 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 Black Mask is the mm-hmm. villain. Yeah. Um, and I, I like it. I like the twists and turns with Angelique. Um, I'm glad she's in jail because I was a bit tired. Um, I called it from the get-go. Okay. Jordan, you're not the first one to start shipping these two. I think <laughs> this is the first time that we've ever seen them on camera. Um, yep. This is going to happen, Will. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to happen quickly. But when Sophie said not even uh, enemies to lovers, maybe, Sophie in denial, the writers are going to push this. They're going to push they it are. really for next season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are. They are. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I, I really I, I really don't. I mean, I... I but, uh, you know, but, I, but I will say with Sophie, I feel that... From where the character started this season to where she is now, I feel like we've got a lot of growth in that character. And it's no longer, you know, pining about Ryan, uh, not Ryan, but uh, Kate. Uh, and, yeah, and. Well, she's also out now. Yeah. That was a big part of her right. whole thing last season. It was, right. she was the one in the closet. Mm-hmm. She was. So it's they've they're not focused on that part of Sophie. They're focused on Sophie being in denial about her job. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's why I think that's really good growth with with you know, with that and and of course having her sister be uh, a Black Lives Matter activist and yeah. and really and really shows shows that tension and. You know, when they were there in the garage, whenever um, she was getting chased by the Black Mask uh, false face gang because she witnessed what actually did happen. And, you know, and they were like forced not only to help each other out because of sisters, obviously, but also to, um, you know, for, for that one moment, you know, Jordan's like, well, well shit, if I'm going to live, I got to trust a crow, even if, you know, it, you know and this, who just happens to be my sister. So, right. uh, so you know, making these strange bedfellows, it, it, you know, to to deal with the the overarching enemy that that is Black Mask, that's going to be you know focal point for the rest of the season, really does you know it, you know it really gets drives into some of those story points that they they set the groundwork early on the season between Sophie and and Ryan, uh, and, and their and their prior you know relationship as far as uh, Brian taking the fall for Angelique and uh, Brian, you know, obviously having a distrust of police and the crows and, and, and all. And, and so, you know, so I'm glad they're carrying those things forward and, 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 and dealing with these issues in a way that, yes, it is sometimes on the nose, but, 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 
but it's actually serving the larger story too. So it's a good way that the writers are integrating those types of real life issues into, into the show. There, there was a lot more nuance and subtlety and more about differences of perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a lot of what we saw in the first season. And I don't think we've seen too much of in this episode um, because all of the storylines were, were interwoven in a way where you would for you, you were surprised when, when it did approach a certain um, public topic or, or yeah. whatever political um, topic. And, and again, the MVP of the episode is a classic Mary moment where mm-hmm. Mary out of nowhere, because, and I think this has been a problem I've had with Ryan for a while is where Ryan's constantly the one almost in a, in a judgment way of telling Luke and Mary like the choices they've made, especially in relation to Alice have been wrong. And here's why. And that's not, we're supposed to stand for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but in this episode, Mary comes out of nowhere and it's just like, no, 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 no. You, you see what you're doing. This is what we call hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. You're doing exactly what Kate did with Alice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're I love that moment. Yep. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, oh no, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I was like, this is like, that was the moment I fell in love with Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot for every time Will says that when we're talking about that one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm like Mary, but I really, that, that was like, okay, this is the, this is, yeah, I mean, you're right. That I'm glad you brought that moment up because uh, that, that was, to me, one of the standout moments of the episode. And it and and I think it it allowed Ryan to to suddenly realize a very similar moment to Iris this week in watching The Flash, where Iris um, writes a story and then Allegra tells her, "You're writing, you're, you're totally in the wrong here. You're not. You are the story, and you have to embrace that." And it's like. Batwoman is a symbol and there's been a code for a reason, but at the end of the day, you're human. Mm-hmm. So your relationships and your entanglements, it's always going to cloud your judgment. Like, like, yeah, that's Alice, but she's still a daughter of someone, a sister to someone. Mm-hmm. And just like Angelique has been with you through your ups and downs, got you through the orphanage and all of this stuff. But but at the end of the day, she's working for some really shady people and she needs to, in order to help us get justice for the city, she needs to own up to what her involvement and do the right thing. And, and so I just, I love how that all played out. I think we're finally, thank the Lord, over this whole Ryan and Luke being bothered by each other because of Kate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, here's my question, Will. Yeah. Is the quote-unquote new Kate Kane going to be Black Mask's daughter? No. So, the new Kate Kane, it will be... it. So, what they're going to do, it looks like, in a way that they... You know, because my big concern last week when we first got the news about Wallace coming on the show was uh, how would they integrate this recasting into the story? So it looks like with this new Enig- with Enigma, because, you know, that's another character that has been name-dropped mm-hmm. several times this season. And and so we finally did, at the end of the episode, see, you know, learn who Enigma was. And we also, I think we, I'm not sure if, if what was going on with Julia Pennyworth when she was talking with the uh, uh, guy on the phone, uh, whether or not Enigma was a result, did something to Julia yeah. or not, but she's going, but we did, but we, you know, getting back to Alice for just a moment. I remember Alice and Ocean were, uh, their, their minds were washed of their memories by Enigma. And so basically Black Mass is going to be doing this. They, they did find the actual Kate and, and so they're going to use, you know, obviously do whatever mind thing it is that's going to 
you know, reintroduce Kate back into back into the story, uh, physically into the story, I should say, um, and, and, and whatever nefarious things that they're going to have her do as far as carrying out whatever evil ends that Black Mask's ultimate goal is to, 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 to mess with Gotham and, and the Crows and everyone else. Yeah. So, so, you know, and so, and of course they'll, you know, cause they said, you know, the, the headline, whenever we were in, is, is an altered Kate Kane. So not only is she going to be physically altered, but also mentally th- things are going to be adjusted as well by Enigma. Right. Right. Yeah. I, um, I like the foreshadowing that mm-hmm. occurred at the beginning of the episode because mm-hmm. they, they made a point of saying, may, may her memory bring you peace. Mm-hmm. And we know that the memory is actually going to be causing a lot of haunting. Um, just like how how the how we saw memory, knowing people before an event, like a kidnapping or um, a death of a family member, and knowing them after, you're almost knowing two different people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think I think that'll. I I mean I. Like you said, kind of skeptical, a bit nervous, especially how the first bunch of episodes have played out. Um, but he, like you said at the very beginning, always have faith in these writers because they they have they can turn it around real quickly. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and also yeah. dig themselves a hole. <laughs> yeah, they can also dig a hole. But so yeah, but they but we you know given that. We are left with the, you know, the, the t- typical CW Arrowverse cliffhanger. We we, we got a good one as far as uh, as far as the the midseason finale. So I, I think it was a very strong episode to end t- for them to go on, on a hiatus. And um, yeah, I'm 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 back on the train of looking looking forward to the show uh, each week uh, because I know for the last couple. Uh, weeks it was kind of kind of a drag but uh, uh but uh, i'm my faith has been restored <laughs> all right well that's it for us tonight um tell our listeners where they can find you yes you can find me at will and w-i-l-l-m-p-o-l-k on twitter and you can find me on twitter at sj belmont s-j-b-e-l-m-o-n-t please follow our crew on twitter at scene and nerd for us on facebook follow us on instagram but most importantly rate subscribe comment on apple Podcasts, spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcasts good night geek out you're welcome 